welcome to the 31st show of our second season. I'm Dana. And I'm Jim. Today we have our good friends Joe and Doug with us for a very special sampling. But first, beer. Well, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks we for have, hosting us, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> we have Doug Cedrone of Beer Noggin with two locations in Bronxville and Mount Kisco, New York, and Joe Vichadomini, who is an all-around beer guy all around Westchester, uh, who brought in four mystery beers, pretty much. I've never seen these labels. I don't know <laughs> who these breweries are, uh, but I'm very excited to taste these beers. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, so why don't we, I'm going to pass it off to you since I have no clue what I'm looking at. <laughs> and you can kind of let us know what you brought on the show today. So basically I brought, a empty it out the cellar, stuff I've been sitting on for years. Um, a lot of them have dates on them. One is the Lost Abbey Angel Share, which is basically uh, you know, strong ale, uh, aged in bourbon barrels, um, probably five years old, like I said. Um, next to that is the Kunin Raspberry Icebox. Um, Twenty eleven. The Lost Abbey is twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Yeah. Okay, so how come I couldn't find that? Well, I didn't. I didn't. My eyes. Are, he's gone. <laughs> 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 raspberry icebox. Um, again, like I said earlier, it's like one of the highest rated number one beer in the world for a number of years. They wow. make it every five or six years. Um, funny story. I actually bottled that bottle. Is that right? Really? That's right. Well, you normally, probably, they you normally have wax them. tops on them, and that's how I know that's the one I bottled because. I was out there when they were doing bottling, and they're like, come on back. You know, that's like, awesome. That's awesome. So I actually bottled that one. Um, next to that is just New England Bourbon Barrel Age Imperial Stout. Um, New England Brewing. Um, they're not too far away from here either. No, they're 45 uh, minutes probably. Yeah, nice brewery to go and visit if you're in the New York or Connecticut area. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, the old school one that I'm really curious about how it held up is Old Salty from Heavyweight Brewing. Which has been shuttered for twelve years, but everything that they've made is big, multi, you know, bomb, huge, strong flavor. So uh, that's a fifteen-year-old beer. Do you have like an entire basement full of? I do, which is why I'm, <laughs> why we're doing this because I can get rid of it's the only way we're ever going to get rid of any of them is to this... drink them like that, and I can't drink them. Sitting on my couch, really, yeah. I, I'll get nothing done. But this is a first in a series of fifty <laughs> episodes where we drink Joe's beer. Fifty might be undercutting, but so for people that don't know, you own the Oath, the Craftsman. You uh, manage David David Copperfields in the city. So this is where you like collected all this, right? Started then, yeah. You know, I started. How many years would you say you've been collecting beer? Uh. <laughs> 15 easy wow. maybe depends you know when I started collecting it was you know um, half time yeah you know a, a couple ways was the only place you can get anything or you took day trips to Philly there was yeah. nothing around that you could buy bottles before Whole Foods before any right. of the bottle shops popped up so wow. what I would do is you know I lived in the city and I didn't have a car, so anytime I had to rent a car for any kind of engagement, it's like, okay, road trip. Right? <laughs> and then it was, you know, buy one to drink, buy one to hold. Yeah. And a lot of those I still have. Well, yeah, I'm sure the, uh, the space that you had in the city too probably. No, and it was, the funny thing is, it was very tiny. Yeah. And then, you know, when I opened Craftsman, you know, I had access to a cellar and I started collecting for there. I remember that yeah. cellar. <laughs> it was down there. And then nice. after that I moved to the city and we yeah. had kept our apartment and so, I mean, moved up to Westchester and so I started putting things there. Mm -hmm. And how does your wife feel about all of this? <laughs> a, a funny side note to that is <laughs> one day when we're still living in the city, my wife opens up the fridge, regular fridge. Now I had you know, a little wine fridge in the whole thing. but. Mm -hmm. Opened up the fridge and she's yelling at me. She goes, I can't get to anything. <laughs> There's nothing but beer in here. I said, okay. So I went out and I bought another wine fridge, moved it all out. I don't remember what I was doing. I went to work, came back, and I opened it up. It's full of her beer. <laughs> nice. nice. That was a strong power. It like was. That. And it was all like, you know, it was like 90 minute and 120 yeah. and things like that. And I'm like, 
Well, I can't get mad at that. You know? <laughs> but, you know, it was, it was under false pretenses. <laughs> I was, you know, I'm like, oh, there's going to be food in here now. And now there isn't, you know. That's awesome. That's so funny. But, you know, and then, again, like when the Oath opened, it was another location. And then, you know, now when I live, like, around the corner, is the first time, I think I told you this before, where <laughs> all those collections in one place. are in one place. And I'm like, that's when you start to shake your head. And you're like, <laughs> Because the city once stayed there for however long, and you know, and then it's go. I go back to it because it's not like I was there every day. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I still have these. You know, (laughs) I remember Sandra telling a funny story when you know they relaunched Avery a number of years ago. Yeah, and they were Adam Avery had come for it, and they were doing, you know, a meet and greet at. Pony bar, mm-hmm. and so I, my apartment was a block from Pony bar. So I came down to the city. I was at my apartment, and I had a ten-year-old Avery Czar wow. in my collection that I brought, and, and we drank with Adam Avery at the time. And he's like, "How does anybody have this yeah, kind of?" Uh, I don't even have. It. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And you know, they held, and it held. It's one of those things that you don't know what you're going to get till you open yeah. it. But well, uh, it, it was amazing, yeah. yeah. And that's why. And back then, a lot of those beers. That's why you know I'm fairly confident that a lot of these are because. That's how beer was made. Right, right. You know, it might not be the same thing it was 10 years ago, but it's not going to be drain pours where, yeah. you know, beer today, right. you can get half a, you know, a year old beer that's yeah. just like, what's going on? But Should we crack one of these bad yeah. boys open? Which, yeah. Where do we start? It's up to you. I would say, I don't know, probably Lost Abbey or one of these two, I think. I would say these are the gems, so I would save those for okay. the end. Let's try the Lost Abbey. Yeah, do whatever. On the way over here, I stopped at a Goldberg Bagels to get us some food so we don't die. Oh, excellent. And I was talking to this man in line, telling him about my day. He was like, oh, I just opened a 25-year-old Sam Adams triple. And I was like, Triple bottle, no problem. He said, I said, how was it? He goes, I didn't like it 25 years ago. I didn't like it today. <laughs> excellent. I, I actually was going to bring one. That's so funny. Yeah. It's one of those, it's soy sauce. Yeah, yeah. I'll just do a little bit. Yeah. But it's one of those beers, you know, um, that you didn't like 25 years ago, and you're not going to like it now. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, I mean, it's very reminiscent of Thomas Hardy's, things like that. You yes, have, you know? yes, 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 yes. We had one of those. I but, think. Yeah. yeah. That's the one that the, the last time they made it was 97. Okay. Thanks. I thought that was so funny. Huh? Yeah. So. Cheers, guys. Let's cheers. Let's see what this is about. Yeah, this looks like. Uh, so what are we having? So this it, it, know? the look on this is like when you have extra coffee in the coffee pot. And <laughs> like, yes. At the end of the night, yes. after it's been sitting there all day, Ooh. it's got it's it's murky, you know, but looks like little to no carbonation. It's the Lost well, Abbey Angels Share Ale. It is twelve and a half percent. It was Excellent. in what year? Was that? Uh, no. 2011. Right. <laughs> no. What do we think it is now? That's still gonna be. It'll be close to 11. Yeah, it doesn't get any stronger. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm getting big like raisin figs. Yeah, I taste fig. Something that even fresh probably didn't have a whole lot of carbonation, but yeah, no. Really? Okay. So I'm saying it lost the carbonation, but okay. No, especially beers that are that strong. Yeah. They don't. They don't, you know, the higher the alcohol, the harder it is to carbonate. Okay. And alcohol pushes carbonation out of a beer. Gotcha. Right? Gotcha. So over time, especially, yeah. it does it. So, you know, it doesn't take very long to... Wow. So that's why they're, they're designed to drink like this, because, yeah. you know... Well, this is definitely a, a sipper. And yeah. They're I all think, sippers. I think we're having let's be, these... Let's, let's be real. <laughs> I think we're having them at a great temperature, though, because yes. it really is like a cellar temp. It's like said, probably gonna, 60 degrees in here, because our... Heat has not kicked on yet. Yeah, um, yeah the heat's but... definitely not working here. <laughs> <laughs> the heat is working. Definitely come to Beer Nog, Mount Kisco. You'll be cozy. Don't we have an open day. Just keep running that toaster yeah. without anything. <laughs> in uh, but you know, if these are were out in your car or something, even overnight, like I this, thought about doing that. Actually, yeah. no. This what I did was I went and I this morning I got up. I had to get up early for the baby, and so I was like, oh, we can throw those in the fridge now. They'll probably in an yeah. hour or two yeah. be the yeah. perfect temperature. Mm-hmm. They won't be too cold, and, and and even if they were, you wouldn't. You know, you want them. So for me, it's a strong taste up front, like my first sip, but then it dissipates kind of quickly. Is that just me? Yeah. It's got like a 
there's like a oiliness, uh, slickness to the mouth. It's not cloying. It doesn't. Yeah. Right. It doesn't yeah. Stick with it. It's not something something that rich you expect to like still be yeah, like chewing on. Yeah, it's on my palate. It doesn't yeah. at all. I mean, yeah. I remember having. I I had this beer relatively fresh um, back in like maybe about five years ago, 2014, when mm-hmm. I moved back to Jersey, and because uh, the store I worked at, we had this beer. Because you can get it in Jersey. Because you can. I know. It's, can't get it in New York. Um, Why is that? They, they don't distribute. They don't. Right? Dist- Lost Abbey doesn't distribute in New York. Yeah. in Jersey and Pennsylvania, but um, Massachusetts they do too. But uh, it was it was much more. It was the hot. It was the, the boozy and hot, fresh. Yeah. This is not at all. All the alcohol burn yeah. has completely dissipated over time. Yeah. And it's definitely mellowed out. Which yeah. Is really nice. It's tight. Like it. Yeah, I, I like it. Because I remember having it and being like, <laughs> felt like I was breathing fire. I was like, whoo, all right. I feel Sounds every like bit of that, yeah, 12%. But this is great. Wow. This, this I think, held up very, very well. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those you don't want to drink for a couple of years. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting these, like, really, almost like these dark berry notes in there, yeah. too. Like this, you know, this black currant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably. Type of note. It's amazing is how you get all those notes without putting those things in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know that's the and that's where the expertise of right. real brewing like this in time and age and yeah. uh, you know blending. That's where it shines through is when you can start getting yeah. a, a whole myriad of tasting notes without putting in that direct flavor into the beer through adjuncts. Like mm-hmm. this is where this is. More magical than, yeah. you know. Just and, the, and the funny thing is, it's one of those things that you're talking about a big seller. If you really had a big seller, you would be able to track that over time. Because mm-hmm. you have enough of them to say, okay. Right, right, you know, right. You know, because who really is going to you know wait 8 to 15 years yeah. and try it then? Other than someone crazy like me. But, <laughs> oh, stop filling that up. <laughs> yeah, you know, but, you know, the, you know the vertical tasting really is one of those things it's you know you have you can have a vertical where you have several editions of the same beer over you know I got 11 I got a 12 I got a 13 I got a 14 the other option is 11 you you know you drink one every year right. and measure so there's no right way to do it all depends right. on how you want to do it but you know to track something like that over a number of years like you said when you had it fresh who knows? I mean, it's eight years. Who, what was it like four years ago? Right. right. Yeah. It is. It is really fun to do those types of verticals. And it, but each year you do have to amass a. Yeah, that's the thing. Who's got that like, kind of like, sell? It's like yeah. okay, you're you're going to need a, a at least a case of yeah. all of this yeah. every single year. Right. So that you're you know, you're. Year one, you're having a fresh. Year two, you're doing a two-year vertical. Year yeah. three, you have enough to do a three-year vertical. And it goes on for 12 years. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's no. do that with something. <laughs> well, that's what Stone Vertical Epic was designed yeah. to do. You know, it's, yeah. you know, the 12th year, you were supposed to have all 12 at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Which I did do. And it was very interesting. Not all of those beers. All <laughs> not, not all of those beers were good when they came out. <laughs> yeah, you know, no disrespect or anything, but man. You know, time looks good on some people, but not good on others. You know? The funny thing with that is, is that when they started that vertical epic, the first couple of years they made a very small quantity, so almost nobody had the first two. Yeah. Right? Smart. So, yeah. So by the by the time that the third and fourth, it was like, okay, what do you got? Well, everyone's got a three, everyone's got a four, everyone's got a five. And you're like, well, who's got one of the two? No one, because yeah. there was like, they made like two cases and they like, <laughs> gave it to their family. That was it. Great, great, great. So what do you do with the rest of your collection? Uh, I know it's sitting there. Forget about it. Yeah. Forget about it. But well, that's, do you do any trades with people? No, I don't. No. Okay. I mean, I'd love, I wish I had trade. I wish someone would come and just take it from me, actually. That would be awesome. <laughs> you move it once or twice and then you're just like, all right, that's, that's it. You know, yeah. get rid of it. Um... No, you know, and it's funny. Like I said earlier, I don't think it's probably been a good five or six years since I actually put anything in, in that collection just because I was like, I can't. I can't add to this. I, can, I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to. First of all, I don't want to spend any more money on anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long it was. Even, but even in being in the business, you know, I mean, people come and bring you things that you don't oh, ask nice. for nor do you want. And you're just like... <laughs> What do you? Can, what can you say? You know, you're like, thank you. Yes, thanks. <laughs> whatever. And you're like, oh. you know, and you put 
put things in, but a lot yeah. of the conversations that you know you have over the years is people is like, how do you build a collection? The thing is, is that the, the number one thing is forget about it. I could never do that. I tried to build a cellar. Yeah. Uh, I really did. I, I put like a solid effort into it for a few years, and I was just not able to forget about it. I kept <laughs> looking at it every day, and it was there, and I knew it existed. <laughs> and so, yeah, so like, yeah, how many years ago? Maybe three, four years ago. We even did this, because um, when, when, when we opened uh, Beer Nugget in Bronxville, we started amassing a cellar. Uh, and having a bunch of kegs that we were aging and cellaring in our, in our walking box and everything like that. Um, and then, yeah, probably about three years ago, Brendan and I, we kind of looked at ourselves, we looked at all the kegs that we had, and then we looked at all our, we had a full-size refrigerator in our basement in Bronxville filled with beer, and we looked at it and we are just like, we got to drink some of this stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we got to just start ripping through this. And so, it was, I mean, it was great. If, if you remember it and if you were there uh, yeah. three years ago in Bronxville, we started tapping all these old kegs, like one after the other after the other for like a few months. We just had stuff rolling and we were opening bottles. It just, it burned a hole in our pockets, you know? Like we just, that's we kept looking at it and like wanting to do it, wanting to do it. And then soon enough, we're just like, and ah, you know, it's like it, yeah. you know, that's, that's business part of it. That's not the personal seller, right? Because, you know, that's the same thing happened with my personal well, seller. Well, personal seller, <laughs> but I mean, I brought in my personal seller to Beer Noggin. Yeah, well, And sure. was just like, I gotta, Try I this here. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I can't hold on to it. I don't have the self-control to, like, wait <laughs> another six years before I open this one bottle. I want right. to have it now. Well, you forget about it. But yes, the difference is, yes, when you're doing it for the business, Craftsman was the same way. There was a time where I had 100 kegs downstairs. Yeah. You know, waiting for the the perfect time wow. to do it. But the you know we've talked about this. The business changed. You know, it used yeah. to be you had to do that to get yeah. a different list from the guy down the street. Yeah, it's like yeah. how do I have something that he doesn't have? Right. Well, I've got to either hold on to something, right. or I have to build a relationship with a brewery that is going to come to right. me mm -hmm. with certain point. things. And business isn't done that way anymore. Right. So and and you can open. You know, every week you have a different list because there's 12 different beers this week that there wasn't that week that right. no one's right. ever heard of. So it was much more it was much more important when breweries were following more of a model of core items, seasonals, and limited releases. Mm -hmm. And now a lot of the brewing culture has changed to just you know new batches, new recipes. Yeah. Every two weeks we're turning out something new, which is great, and that's wonderful, and we like trying all those new things and. We've got no problem against it. It's not better or worse. It's just different. Yeah. So no reason to hold anything. Right. In the older model of core items, seasonals, limited releases, you know, people like Joe would hold those limited releases or those big, you know, seasonals, and you know, do, you know, do, do vintage beers and do aged beers. Yeah. It's so out of the breweries that are like hot and happening right now. Do you think there's one that you can say, okay, they have this beer that I can hold for years, or does that not exist anymore? Is that a thing of the past? No. A, I, I think it's, it's, it's both, right? Yeah. Because I don't think they, they go with the intention. You know, a lot of it is, how much money can I make on this right now? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times it's you know, in, in their own tasting room right. first, right. Right. before it goes out to the market. No one... You know who's doing a lot of it though, in locally in our area is um, Suarez family. Sure. He makes and he holds on, and he himself doesn't right. even distribute a certain percentage of some of his country beers, which are his oak barrel aged, uh, sometimes mixed fermentation, sometimes not saisons. Uh, mm -hmm. And he does have vintage releases, like in the tap room, you can go and say, okay, I want a, um, you know, I want this country beer. And uh, here, he's got a 2000, um, you know, 16 vintage of it. Wow, okay. Yeah, so he, he still is doing stuff like that, and his country beers can hold up like right. that. Same thing with Hudson Valley's bottles. Not necessarily their canned sours mm -hmm. that they've been doing, but their bottled sours, which are oak-aged, mixed fermentation, saison, and things like that, those you could hold on to, I think, still. But, you know, there are certain breweries, I mean, 
I mean, uh, you you still have Dark Lord Day going on every single year, you know. Right, but, uh, but that's not anything new, right? Yeah. That's the same thing that just continues to go on. Yeah, so there are breweries that yeah. are still making beers that you can hold on to, okay. but, you know, where we are in the New York market yeah. and what's happening, it's not as, uh, you know, it's, it's not as yeah, prevalent as it once was. So you mentioned... Uh, Hudson Valley, the sours. I wouldn't even think of like holding on to a sour, but that Absolutely. hold up really. Well, this we actually before we started recording, we opened up a bottled uh, collaboration between Freeze and Hudson Valley. Yeah. Called a supposedly fun thing, uh, <laughs> which name. is awesome. <laughs> you can definitely see the Freeze uh, <laughs> influence on yes. that naming. Um, but this is an Oak Age saison uh, yeah. that the two of those breweries came together and did. And, and yeah, I mean, saison sours. Typically, though, I mean, if you know, you, you think of the historical pretense with sours, mm -hmm. it was an age thing. It wasn't, yeah, you know, age made that happen. Right, right. You know, three years before, you know, now it's intentional. Like that's the point. Now of, yeah. it's you know, now it's how do we bypass the age right, part of that right. Make it happen. process? Right, yeah, right. How do so, they do that in the brewing cycle though to to get it? They introduce whatever whatever they're they're making. They introduce whatever whether it's the bacteria or you know or the sort of yeast cultures, yeast anything that. like that that you know typically would develop over time. You know they would they ramp up that they just throw it in there. You okay. know um, by starting out with you know acidulated malts and things like that, things that have already got sour yeah. things. You know all those things that you know time gave you are just scientifically engineered to put in from the beginning. Got it. You know, what you what you lose with that is the character of aging. And so that's why yeah. you know, but I mean you look at traditional lambics, traditional lambics are minimum three years old. And they're right. a blend of a three year old, two year old, a one year old, right, right, you know. Right. Plus anything older than that and they, you know, yeah. so age is what they're getting rid of. Right. So and you know Science for all the good is, is takes away a lot right. at the same time. Yeah. It's just like okay, well, you know. Yeah, yeah. The <clears throat> it was interesting. I I'm not sure if this is true or not. If you want to fact check this, we fact check nothing on this show. Okay, it's excellent. All true. So I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna go ahead. And yeah, just if you say, say it, it's true. <laughs> but I Doug, Doug invented beer. No, okay. <laughs> I invented beer about. I believe him. And it never existed before. Never. Um, <laughs> No, the, uh, you know, it takes a lot to, you were talking about lambics, it takes a lot to craft, mm -hmm. like, a, a true lambic beer specifically, but if you're doing one of these oak age beers, there's so much that goes into it. There's blending that happens, there's time and age and temperature. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times there's both um, an inoculation of multiple different types of yeast strains to include also wildly occurring yeast strains. Yeah. Um, quickly, you know, like plan B, there's a portion of his, of, uh, he inoculates his beer with a, with a known yeast strain, but then he also puts it through his cool ship in his barn, mm -hmm. which is oh, really cool because he, it's this big shallow steel bathtub yeah. basically. And he opens up his barn doors and like just the way it's situated, the breeze like comes over over his wow. like strawberry fields yes. and his lower fifteen or whatever he's got. Sure. That's so cool. And into the barn and it picks up all those different microorganisms. Yeah. And every yeah. time he does it, it's potentially different than the last right. time. Exactly. Yeah. But if he's looking for something consistent, him and any other brewer who's doing, they blend. You know, they're yeah. they're trying to find something, you know, a flavor that is consistent between these individual barrels and batches. Wow. But like Cantillon. Takes time though, right? Yeah, it yeah, takes a lot the of whole time. Thing. Actually, you know, it takes right. a ton of time. And Cantillon, when he uh, he opened up a new brewing facility, he went and he took a hose from like one of his uh, serving tanks or one of his fermentation tanks of all of his wild beer, and he went and he sprayed the inside of his brewery with that beer and just let it kind of drip <laughs> and dry yeah. and hang out. Because he wants to cultivate, because it it's, it's a new space, it's a brand new space. Right. He wants to cultivate that, uh, like, 
uh, like this that biodome right. of it's microorganisms. It's controlled spoilage, right? Wow. Yeah. You know? I call it a musk. I mean, having been there, it's pretty <laughs> musky. And like the spider webs that you see, and like the nasty, and like everything seems a little bit broken. And like, it's just, it's, but that's what they've been doing for an amazingly long time. And they are I still. Say, they opened up a 30 year old Olympic for it. Like, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, they, they are, a, the they are the premier and only. I mean, they're the only ones left in Brussels, but as far as Lambic producers, they're one of the last remaining traditional yeah. Lambic producers. Wow. Um, and only 100 years old. Right. Oh, my. So, so, as Doug uh, poured the second beer that we're going to try today, um, I was looking at it, and it reminded <laughs> me of There Will Be Blood with yeah. De Los, and <laughs> because it's, it looks like crude oil that would come from the ground. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is a bourbon barrel-aged imperial stout from New England, Brewing Company, which is located in Woodbridge, Connecticut. This bottle is the 995th bottle of only 1,400 bottles wow. that were made. So thank you for sharing this what with year? us. What year? Did you say a year? Uh, 2013. Okay. And there is a barrel that looks like he's got a bad back on the front, and he kind of looks like the actor Eugene Levy. Oh my God, it does! A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> it's pretty funny. What's the ABV? Uh, it is a million. Okay. Okay, so this cheers, guys. This might break your back. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Cheers! Holy moly! All right. I'm very. Cool. And it's all over Joe's phone. It's okay. It is the new. It's uh, proof. Did not spill that. It's, it's the new <laughs> bourbon barrel aged proof uh, case. So we're good on that one. That's fine. They're waterproof now, right? Yeah. They Electronics are. are all waterproof now. Cheers! Cheers to that. Cheers. <laughs> Sorry, Joe. <laughs> that's right. Not the first beer. So this has got all those properties that you were talking. About. Wow! This is amazing. Yeah. Where Dana was talking about how. That richness sticks yeah. with you, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, like, this yeah. is stuck in my teeth, yes. or something cloying to my yes. teeth. This still had it. not unpleasant, but it it's got what you were not unpleasant at all. I'm yeah. enjoying it a lot. Not what, but that's what you were yeah. missing from the previous right. one. Right, right. Yeah, this is good. This is amazing. Especially like a cold day. Yeah. This is yeah. That's pretty. It, it doesn't matter what temperature it is. Right? It's rich. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. It's very. Chocolatey. I'm glad that it's not like super cold. I'm enjoying it yeah. at this yeah. temperature. I'm getting a uh, like a Hershey's cocoa powder, yeah. you know, that comes in that weird when, square. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get yeah, that, yeah. you know, yeah. when you have very potent chocolate, like when you usually eat Baker's chocolate, yes. that's so rich that yes. it tastes like cherries. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That hurts your teeth. Yes. Yeah. That's what in you a get. good way. Yes. <laughs> but like, if you're chocolate sensitive, you get that kind of. Oh my God! Who the hell is chocolate sensitive? That poor, poor oh, soul. Oh, I wouldn't want to go on if this I was This is delicious. Sensitive. I am enjoying yeah. the shit out of this right now. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. good. That's so pretty I'm good. not sure what this might be. What is this, the barrel aged version of Scout Trooper? It might be. I think that's the uh, same base. But yeah, probably. I would imagine. I would imagine. Which is their famous. Which is great, yeah. yeah. Imperial Scout Trooper, with the, the one they get sued for because it has Yeah, because the, the can label design is like a stormtrooper. Can label. Uh, Look how. Yeah, yeah. 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 started out. I've got bottles. Yeah. 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 You start out in these leather flagons. It's just a pig's stomach flagons. With a rope around the shoulders. That's what we were drinking when we were skins. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, can label design. The can label came out much later than when they were sued for having a stormtrooper out there. Right. I don't think I've ever seen a beer with the number, handwritten number, it's really? so yeah. many out of, I yeah. do not think that I have. Yeah, totally. Well, we don't collect beer, so that's probably why we do not. And maybe I have seen it, but I just drank so much I forgot. <laughs> this is yeah. my favorite so far. This is delicious. It is really good, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely has this nice warming sensation to it. The graphic is just, why do we think it's a barrel that has a bad back? Why? But... <laughs> You know, what's the thought process behind it? And it's like, a, it's, it's I a, think that's a disguise, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's with muscular legs. What? Yeah. They're so weird. Like skinny on the bottom, jacked on top. <laughs> old man strength. The barrel's got old the man cane. strength. Yeah. yeah. It's intriguing. That's um, that's pretty excellent. And again, yeah. this is close enough to go and visit. You can. Uh, yeah, you know, I think it's probably to represent that these barrels have been sitting for a while. 
you know, Old and finally here they are, they're awake. So good. This is yummy. Yeah, that's right, that's another thing you talk about, you know, aging a beer, you know, who knows how long it was in a barrel before right. it actually bottled. So, true, yeah. true. You know, a lot of times today, we are talking about new breweries, and they don't have the patience right. to sit on something long enough. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's tough. It takes a lot of space. It takes a lot of resources to go ahead and just sit on a warehouse full of barrels. Mm -hmm. You know, there's um, you know, a lot of breweries that want to start off doing barrel-aged product uh, projects um, either need to somehow brew those beers and put those beers in barrels before they open up, mm -hmm. or they need to make something in the meantime right. while they're sitting on those right. beers. Right. So. You know, and a lot of it too is perfecting the beer before it actually goes in the barrels. You know, right. a, lot of, right. a lot of them don't take the time to do that either. Right. You know, they're just like, oh, we'll just take this and we'll throw it in the barrel. And you know, who's to say what went into the barrel was worth putting? Right, you know, right, right, right. You know, not that they're, you know, but they're the popularity of certain things has led to the, yeah. the you know the speeding up of the process. Yeah. That's like, oh, well, we like barrel aged. Yeah. You know, we like sour. Remember the sour craze a few years ago? It was like, we, you know, we, everybody wants a sour. Right. We're like, let's just rush them all to the market. Now, like, right. We rush it to the market, and you see it effectively killed that craze right. because, you know, half of them that came out were right. not as good because they went in not as good. So if someone were to want to purchase this, how much do you think this would cost them if they found it somewhere? I don't think you can find it somewhere. <laughs> Well, if somebody's selling it, if somebody has one, what I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. That's not, like I said, I don't. I feel like it would be very, yeah, it's delicious. I mean, <laughs> well, for comparison, right, Lost Abbey is, that Lost Abbey bottle that we had is a 375 milliliter bottle, and it's somewhere in the neighborhood of. But they get released. Right. These, these, these yeah, those, those, right, right. those, that's probably brewery only. If yeah. Get up at a brewery or something, something like that. Like that. But yeah. Angel Share, you know, at retail, <clears throat> because it's going through distribution and everything, it's, uh, uh, that was probably like 14 or $16. Something like this, like, like Kunin sells these, what, $30 a bottle right. at yeah. the brewery. Right. Over the, you know, mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I mean, these are. With age on it, who knows how. Right, you know, right. Who, you and know. properly sellered like you have. Right. You know, it's, because there's a lot of times, you know, that's, that's part of the danger of going into a. A big retail bottle shop, you know, if you find something upstate or out in Pennsylvania or whatever, you don't know how those things are stored. Right? Yeah. And having previously in my former life worked in one of those, they're not always stored so right. Well. Yeah. You know, we do the best that we. I did the best. I that think I any, could, any, anybody reasonably finding something on a shelf that's that old is good. You know, you you get what you're paid. For, right. You know, paid right. for one way or the other. You, right. Some of it's gold, some of it's garbage. Right. right. And you know that going in, and you right. really can't get that upset every time you get garbage because yeah. that's the risk. Yeah. You're, you know, you're you're basically saying I'm betting that this has turned into gold. Right. And sure. you you know you lose as much as you win. Most times you win depending on the pedigree of what you're finding. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you're going into a large beer distributor. A piece of advice would be to, if they have like stacks and like big industrial shelving with beers very close to the ceiling, yeah. take note of those brands and <coughs> maybe stay away from those particular brands because it is so much hotter. The up heat there, yeah. is trapped. so much hotter up there. Yeah. You know, even even a matter of fifteen or or twenty feet, mm. uh, and it just gets trapped up by the ceiling. So, you know, you want to just maybe take note next time you're in a store, if you're buying something and you see some, you know, overstock, some boxes of stuff up by the ceiling, it's, you know, it's just something to take note of and to keep in mind. Even if you really want that beer, just know it going forward and be yeah, a little bit more happy. So that, and that's a good segue going into this next beer, the heavyweight Old Salty, which is their English barley wine, which is, what, 2004, I think, on the label? So yes. Jesus. 15, 15 years old. Jesus. Was, yeah, up, was found on a dusty shelf that you were just describing yeah, sure. 10 years ago. Right. And, yeah. you know, heavyweight, which, like I said, has been gone 12 years or so. Uh, so you found this 10 years ago, and this is a 2004, so this was oh, hanging yeah, around one? for 
five years before yeah. you even yeah. picked it up. Particular, I think this particular one was was given to me. But okay. I, like I said, I do have others. Sure. And, I, and the reason I know that I think this one was given to me is because I put a word out where it's like anybody has any of these, I want them just because. <laughs> well, because they do hold up. And this brewery, heavyweight back then, they made beers that were designed to to, do yeah. this. to stick around. Something. This is their whole thing. Their their famous beer was Procuno's Hammer which was their big, huge Baltic Porter, which was very much Imperial Stout-like, and was just amazing. And it was back in a time, you talk about when, like, Southampton's Imperial Stout was, Mm -hmm. like, the number one beer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, their beer stood up to that. So when you found them on Dusty Shelves, you knew that they were okay to grab, you know. And Procure's Hammer, which ended up becoming a victory beer, their Baltic Porter, Mm -hmm. Baltic Thunder, like if you look at their label, it has hammers on it, which is a throwback to what that beer started out with. Oh, heavy wow. I never Percuno's hammer. That's excellent. Yeah. I never noticed that. Joe with the knowledge. That. Yeah, you got it. some deep knowledge. Love it. <laughs> I don't. Did, how, I didn't taste That's it. excellent. I mean, it's this is cool. So this is definitely has a lighter, yes, lighter body. English style the, barley wine. Yeah, so exactly. Lighter body. Not a lot of to it. Uh, you know, held up to the light, you're getting uh, like a rusty ruby color. Yeah. Some bubbles, a little golden syrup. Hmm. Never heard of that before. Probably like golden raisins. I guess so, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can kind of get that though. Yeah. It's fruity. It's really good. It's very fruity. It, yeah. Challenger house. Whereas the other ones were. Yeah, which is where, you know, the other ones were a little bit. Doesn't have that chocolate malt and that yeah. rusty malt. Yeah. And we got a little bit of like dark. Dark berries and dark fruits in the angel share, but this is more of like what I would call like a like a pitted fruit yeah. type of flavor. What's profile. the ABV on this? I'm knocking it back very easily. Yeah. <laughs> Should I not do that? What's going on? I don't even know. Doesn't yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. Barley wine. Barley wines usually are Super over high. at least over ten percent. Yeah. You know. Well, English style but don't have to be. So maybe because I'm lubed up already, but this is going down real nice. <laughs> This mm. is very good. You might have to yeah, do it. I don't think yeah. it's as high as you. Th- <coughs> really? really? Good. Well, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't have the viscosity of a, you know, extremely high. Well, viscosity. I mean, you're talking about 15 years. years. Viscosity is gonna. And it's dancing. Yeah, and it's dancing. Here oh. we go. All right. Oh man. Oh boy. Good thing there's <laughs> yeah, no cameras man. on this podcast right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a, lot great, a lot of great dance moves happening. That was very. That's that was good. really good. That was very yeah. tasty. Surprisingly, I mean, it's you can tell it's starting to degrade, or it, it has started to degrade. Yeah, if you have others, yeah. you probably would want to open them. But this is, that's nice, especially we currently here in New York are going through a uh, uh, cold snap for mm-hmm. fall. Something like that is Perfect. so nice. Yeah. Oh my gosh, to put that in a snifter glass oh. and yeah. just chill with it. Well, you're still You're still getting like, you know... A little bit of the cold air coming through the windows, you know, and you're Perfect. feeling it. Plenty like of cold air in here right now. <laughs> no. All right. It's yeah. warming up, okay? It's warming up. I feel great. <laughs> what you're talking about. I thought you were going to promote No Juice November there. No, although, you know, that is something that if we want to participate in, I think, <laughs> it has Doug warmed up in here. We've it gone, has. It's great. We've gone up a full degree. Yeah, this nice. one. I mean, it's it's had obviously had better days, but it's surprisingly yeah. still okay. No, this this is this is. I, I, I would it. I would still drink this. I, yeah. yeah. If I was in you know at yeah. your house, yeah. Um, <laughs> which you may find me later. <laughs> all of us. Uh, yeah. Uh, I would. I would put this in a, all the beers. in some sort of a snifter. Yeah. And just yeah, chill absolutely. with it. Uh, yeah, That'd fantastic. That'd be great. So I'm really looking forward to this last one since you yeah, bottled it yourself. Yeah, what bottled. year was that? There's just a little bit of Joe in this bottle. A little bit. Oh! Just, uh, I forget what you, I think it was. <laughs> it's, it's this is what? 2012. Yeah. It says body. right on the back. Yeah. It says 2012. No, but I'm just saying, I don't remember oh. when, it's probably right, right around then that I was out. I mean, I was out there every year for several oh, wow. years so okay. that particular one I was like you, you know, were friendly with me I still have yeah. Yeah. yeah you closed it up would you like to open it oh, yeah let's do yeah. it this is coming full cycle full cycle wow oh beautiful man. like I said normally it's waxed out that's how I know yeah. I, I bottled that one but 
Oh, there was off, videos. Did they not offer you the wax? You're like, no, the wax is way too hot for Joe. We, <laughs> no, you know, the funny thing is, is that you know it was a three bottle filler, literally three oh, bottle wow. filler wow. with overflows, and you got to drink the overflows. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. nice. Seventeen percent. Wow, hello. This is seventeen percent. Yeah, and that's why we're and here. And it's oh, and it's seventeen percent because no one right. really. I need a symbol right. of that, Doug. No, no one really does. Alright, Jim wants a full pint. No. No, 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 no. This color is amazing. Yeah, it is. It's like a sangre, like a dark red. So like when, blood. one of the events that the Kudin came out for when we did, you know, they brought me a keg of this. A sixthal. What? Holy shit! We did a sixel of seventeen percent beer. You gave yeah. us the price on it. Goodness oh, oh, wow. gracious! Okay. Cheers That's to this guy! Wow! All right. Yes. This is very cool. This smells just like. I mean, it smells. So, so this is a. Well, let's talk about it. It's a. It's a. Ra- it's a raspberry oh ice bock. So, so good. the technique of ice bock is very similar to the technique of ice ice wine. Go ahead. There's a freezing and thawing. So they have a they have a horizontal tank mm-hmm. that freezes on its own. They can't stop it. They just it just it is. We're like, in Michigan, then. A lot of the original equipment they built, yeah, you know, or they repurposed yeah. and they did whatever. But they have a horizontal tank that freezes, and so they they can't figure it out. They can't, and they just like you know what? We'll make icebox. Just do it. Yeah. That is such an unbelievably concentrated mixture of flavors. That's un- This is wild. Thank you for this sharing is this wild. with us again. This God. is amazing. <laughs> this is crazy. Oh my gosh. I mean, intense raspberry flavor. Yes. In- intense raspberry Jolly Rancher. Type but not of- like super sweet. Not no, like not corn. Yeah, right. Not, right. not barrel aged. In really. <laughs> <laughs> this is just them freezing their own tanks in in Michigan. So explain how this is wow. done again. It's frozen. How so does it's work? the concoction, right? You freeze the water, you take it out. Okay. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. And then you okay. keep okay. So basically, yeah. when they have a tank, right? So they have a tank. Basically, it freezes everything, and okay. they just drain out everything that's not frozen. They gotcha. leave the water inside, gotcha. and it's just a intensified. Gotcha. You know that's why you know their theoretical ABV. Can be right. off by two or three percent yeah, because yeah. who really knows? Yeah. Right. Now, <clears throat> you know, uh, an ice box that might be more accessible to any of the listeners here that can go and find it maybe at a, a store, yeah, a store like Halftime is uh, Schneider Weiss's Aventinas. Uh, so if you see that on the shelf, that is also an ice box. It's certainly going to taste a bit different than this since this has fruit added to it. This is uh, produced in a different climate, but if you wanted to experience what yeah. an ice block is, Schneider Aventinas is relatively widely available. Yeah. Um, as far as distribution, so you can probably go and find it. Yep. And if you wanted to, stubby too, right? Yeah, so we've actually. Too. Thank you so much, uh, Mike, our our wonderful uh, wonderful dude who's here uh, opening up the shop. And he, we're in his way. Yeah, <laughs> we're totally in his way. Uh, he just um, he just made a note that we actually we have it down in Bronxville right now nice. in cans. Nice. Which is, oh, they can it now. Yeah, which is pretty cool. So nice little plug. Mike, for thank him so much for being more on top of my, my business. My well, we've been drinking. My inventory <laughs> than I am. Thank you. We've had a few beers. So. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Always, always good with the help. Thank um, you, Brendan, for ordering that beer. Yeah, thank you, Brendan. Absolutely. A lot of thanks. Uh, none of it should be directed towards me because I've done anything to acquire that beer. Um, but it, it is. I mean, it's available. So you went into the plug without knowing that you had it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's how real genius works. You know, let's, just, let's just get that out of the way. I mean, I've been waiting all episode oh, to try and tout my own genius. Yeah, you're like, you're like, plug somebody in. So go around, look around at other stores. They might have it. Right. But also, yeah. you're not in Bronxville. You know that. We do now. But yeah. You at the time. So it's like, so that's how that happens. What is next for Joe? What are we working on? What's what's down the road here? 
Nothing yet. Nothing yet. I mean, I look at properties every day. But, but something's coming. Something's brewing. You know, your head. do you still want to? Or at I do. Point you're like, I do. I, you know, I get, I get, I get the fever. I do. Um, you know, the thing is, is that everything today, and I, you know, I look all the time. It's either too much work or too much money, and yeah, you know, yeah, I'm gonna wait it out. So sooner or later, so something's not too much money or too much work. And yeah. you know, I, you can make the case without doing one, but you know, when you got to deal with both of them at the same time, it's yeah, like you know. Again. So yeah, it's also you know, you're probably in a much different place in your life now than you were yeah. when you started Craftsman. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's you know. okay. You know what. What's the what's the work life balance that I want to strike? Yeah. What yes. is worth my time away from my family? Absolutely. Like, how much time do I even have to offer? Which is so there's a lot of why things it's that go an into easy it. thing to be. You know, I mean, I literally still get emails every day from crashing patients. I'm like, have you found a spot yet? I mean, and I'm like, you know, it's only so many times I can say, yeah, I'm still looking because it doesn't feel like I'm still looking right. to them. Right. But you know, it's not like. I just find something and convert it, and, yeah. you know, at, at the point we're at, it's like, what's the right spot? It doesn't have to, yeah. you know, right. the first spot, you know, is always like, okay, you know, am I ready to jump into it? But, you know, it is going on two years, so it's like, mm -hmm. at this point, it's like, we'll just wait for it. Right. You know, there's no, why rush it? Yeah. You know, at the meantime. is that, and you have people still after two every years. Every day, every day. That's amazing. The craftsman. You know, the funny thing is, Craftsman's Facebook page gets likes, new likes every week, and I'm like, I haven't posted anything on there in a yeah. long time. And, <laughs> I'm like, and I feel guilty about that, because I'm like, I should start just throwing things out there. The problem is, I start throwing things out there, then it like floods me with, yeah. oh, are you doing something? Are you, you know, and it's like... Well, you can put this podcast on there, and they can hear this part, like, all right. You have this amazing seller to work through. Maybe yeah. it's something where once a week you open one bottle and you, I, you know what it is? I'm just, just, I'm just waiting for cool. someone to come give me a, a, a bag of money and say, go do it somewhere. And, you know, yeah. No, well, if anybody's out there with, <laughs> a bag one, of money. with one bag of money, yeah. uh, <laughs> seek out Joe <laughs> and he'll open Craftsman. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we have a question we ask everybody that comes on the podcast. Yes. Uh, it's not what's your sign. Uh, we're looking to figure out what was the first beer you've ever had. We're not talking craft. What was the first beer memory that you have growing up? First beer memory I had beer growing up. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's probably memories that go back farther than this, but I remember sneaking beers out of the my my fridge, my dad's fridge. Could have been like Miller Lite, just in the yeah. back, like. Yeah. No. How old were you? Uh, you know, when I was young, I would say eight years old, I was home alone with my younger brother, like literally get yeah. home from school. Last year, kid. Yes. Yeah. And so from eight to probably, you know, 12, somewhere in that age group, it's like, oh, there's beers back there. Happy hour. Well, not even, <laughs> no, and it wasn't even, it was Before more. Math homework. It was more about like, let's see if anyone's paying attention. Mm. Yeah. Right? And so I grab one. You know, I don't even know if I finish it or I take a few sips and then just dump it. Do you remember it. what you thought of the first taste? Hate like, it. Oh, yeah, I absolutely right. hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I think most... Yeah. I mean, it, it's a... If you're a child and you <laughs> taste Hi, something like that... <laughs> hey, shout out to my three-year-old. <laughs> um, but you taste and beer. It's, I mean, it's, it's a jarring... It's, and it's, a, it's an unusual it's a thing is yeah. in, in being... You know, an educator, so to speak, in the beer world is that's an analogy I make to a lot of people. Is remember the first time you've ever taken a sip of a beer? Yeah. You know, I guarantee you, you didn't like it. Right. You know, or whether it was wine or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's disgusting. And so, people yeah. who taste things now, it's like you have to get past that. Yeah. The yeah. way you did then, yeah. because you know you grew that's up. True. Yeah. And you know. If you rem if you remember what your first sip of beer was, whether it was sitting on your parents, your dad's lap, or whatever, and right. you're like, "Oh, what am I doing?" Yeah, you know, you never try new things, and so clearly they've come. That is great. Yeah. Well, clearly yeah. they've come far enough where they're drinking beer, and whether that was social right. pressure in college or doing right. something, something got them past that moment. Yeah. And yeah. so to literally take a sip, like like the beers we had today, someone will taste these and go, "Oh my god." Right. 
these are all terrible. Yeah. But you have to get past yeah, that sure. to understand what goes into them, and then yeah, it's also a fair analogy for people that are new to beer. Yeah, these two women came in last night, and they're kind of whispering to me because they're like, "I don't really drink beer, but I want to try." And I love that, but that's also good to keep in the back of your mind. Like, they're not going to like things immediately because they don't really like beer. Yeah. So you got to you, you have gotta to like embrace people but, and understand. But that they're I don't like first. beer is right. a universal slogan, right? Yeah. Everyone, right. You, you know. They believe that they don't like beer because they haven't liked anything that they've had to right. that point. Right. And most of that's with limited exposure, whether like it be like natty ice or well, it's <laughs> either limited exposure right. to styles or limited right. exposure to I'm going to try, I'm going to take a sip here, right. here or there, and, and right. confirm my suspicion that I don't like something. Right. Whereas, you know. No one can really, you know, you, whether it's food, you take a bite of something, you're like, oh, I don't really like that. Right. But you take another bite yeah. because, you know, yeah. your first impression is, isn't always yes. what you think it is. So it's like, okay, you know, you won't know. I mean, a beer is one of those things you have to finish it. Yes. Right. Yes. You have like to go it, through a Like whole, it or not like it, you have to finish it. Yeah. You can confirm you don't like it at the end. Right. But you have to go through it. It's part of the reason why, well, two things. Part of the reason why we don't really do flights here. Yes. Because we don't, uh, as as part of our position as beer nugget, we don't feel like a four ounce sample in a mixture of five mm -hmm. four ounce samples is really giving the brewer or their beer a real fair shake. You're yeah. not truly capturing the yes. true character and flavor and scope of flavor of the beer possibly in, in something of a to someone who doesn't know what they're getting into. Sure. But, but if I wanted a flight, you know, like I order flights all the time. But you know what you're looking but for. But that's that's my point. That's so, the distinction I'm trying to make. Right. You know, so so if some you know, but for us You're defending a brewery but against novices but not right. across the board. Right, right, we right, want, right. We want people our mission is to have people have the full experience of the beer that sure. they're getting involved with. Now, before they make that decision, we're here to help them and guide them through yeah. like, okay, what do you like, what don't you like? Oftentimes we say, you know, other than beer, what other beverages do yes. you like? Do you like fruit juices? Right. Do you like right. whiskey? Right. Do you like wine? Right. What right. kind of wine do you like? Exactly. Um, so we're trying to ask some, some interesting uh, questions to get them to a place where they can say, you know what, I want, because the smallest size we offer here is 10 ounces. Mm -hmm. I want, you know, a, a 10 ounce glass, and at 10 ounces, we feel, and beer noggin, is a sufficient amount of volume Absolutely. so that, okay, your palate gets readjusted between, you know, within the first three to four ounces of the beer. Yes. Then you have that, those middle ounces of beer where yeah. you're, it's the sweet spot. Absolutely. And then maybe towards the end, your, your palate is either super well adjusted or it's, um, you know, maybe the beer's getting a little bit warmer and the temperature has yes. changed the yes. flavor profile yes. a little bit, so you're getting some different things. So that's our approach and that's what we want to do for our customers. Yes, I agree with that, totally. I don't think we asked that same question to Doug when Doug and Brendan were on in season one. I don't know either, I was just thinking that. Well, what really? was the first beer you've ever had that you can remember way back when? Mm, probably like a sip of like my dad's. Budweiser or something like, like Bud that. Heavy. Yeah, something my like dad was like a Budweiser. Whatever but like the first one that like I well, I'll tell you. So the first one that I drank was a Coors Light. Okay. Uh, and that was followed by two dozen more Coors Lights. <laughs> and because that was, that's what you do when you drink Coors Lights. That's what Just you do. Make sure. right. But um, the first beer that truly had an impact on me was, and I didn't realize how it would shape my life at that moment, but uh, I, I did a study abroad session in college in Belgium, in Brussels, and our, uh, our like student leader, who was kind of like our, he was like a teacher, faculty, like chaperone person, he took us out to a couple bars, and you know, here you have like a bunch of 20 year old college, American college students, and this one Belgian dude, and he's like, okay, everybody, there was like 12 of us, he's Get like, his accent. I definitely can. <laughs> I definitely can. But he's like, oh, did you the beer? Yeah. I'm the, like, I'm he, I'm going to show you like what actual beer tastes right, like. Right. You might think you know what beer tastes like it's back at your colleges, but I'm going to show you what real beer. And we had, we had a whole table. He 
God bless him, man. He opened up a load of bottles for all of us. But we had every single Traps beer available. And that was the first time I got ex uh, exposed to Lambic beers uh, and spontaneously fermented beers. And he opened up a dozen of those bottles too. And that was the first like most impactful moment for me. Like, oh my God, okay. So beer can be something more than right. just, right. it's the shitty Coors Light that I drank right. on campus. Right. It could be a food product. It could be something interesting and unique with actual flavor. Yeah. Um, here in Belgium, there's a drinking culture that's different than the one in America, right. where people just sit at a cafe and you it's know not really to get drunk. It's yeah, to enjoy, enjoy the, the flavor. Yeah. Right. And it's, so that speaking, like my study abroad was in Prague. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. There you go. You know, and it was <laughs> obviously years before yours. Right. Yeah. yeah. Decades, maybe. Uh, maybe Jesus. Maybe. <laughs> no, but it was. Take like, it easy on Joe. No, but you talk about <laughs> no, a, a drinking culture. It's like yeah. we would literally be in class, and the professor's like, you know, the, I don't want to be in the classroom anymore. Let's go downstairs to the pub, and we finish class in the pub. And you Where'd see, you go to school? <laughs> and, you, and you see, but I mean, the, part of the culture is like the guys working on the highways and like, you know, repairing, you know, they're drinking beer right. the way you see people with bottles of water. Right. Yeah. You know, and so it's very, very different. And I don't remember getting drunk in Prague. I'll tell you that. Right. Seriously, because you drank beer all the time and yeah. just like I don't think there's any alcohol in any of this because I'm yeah. I'm not drunk and I've been but drinking <laughs> since I, but I've been drinking since I woke up today. Right. Since I got off the plane. Yeah. yeah. And it's like it's I've spent a dollar and I've been drinking all day. I remember I felt so cool but when I got off the plane in Belgium because got off the plane right I had the address crazy. of the hostel written on a piece of paper and I was like I'm twenty years old. <laughs> I hinted to the cab driver said can you take me here, please? Yeah. And sure enough, all right. The guy took me, drives around to the hostel, unpack my bags, check in, everything. And I, I walk out after I check into the room. I'm like, all right, let's, we're here. We're in Belgium. Right. Let's start drinking some beer. So I look around the block. There's a bar up the street. Okay, I go walking up the, up the, uh, up the street, walking to this tiny little, very wonderful little bar, uh, very quaint, very cafe-like. I said at the bar, I said, and you know, slap the little bar top said, I'll have a Stella Artois, please. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy the looked at it's me like, a like, yeah, oh yeah, in, in my full American accent, you know, I'm in all know, Jersey. Oh, sure. I'll take a Stella Artois, please. And I said it with like an air of confidence and sophistication. Nice accent, New Jersey. I swear to God, <laughs> I heard the guy's eyes hit the back of his head <laughs> as they rolled, and he's, you know, all right, you know, like he was so frustrated by my request, but I felt good about it, you know, <laughs> at the time I felt good. And, about and to be fair, they had it. Well, they had right. it. It was right there. You know, right. and it was on tap everywhere. Like sure. same with like West Mall and all those other sure. things that are on tap. It was just like, yeah, it's it was it was there and it was available and. You know, of course, at that time, as a college student, that's all I knew. Yeah. You know, but now, you know, looking back on it, it's a uh, actually a Brazilian company that you know so, uh, yeah. owns it. So now, pretty back cool. then, well, right. no, back then, it's so yeah. funny. The funny thing is, is like I remember years ago when I was working in Miami, and I remember a bar having delirium bottles. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And this is long before I was ever into it. Like, yeah. You know, they had. You know, I was like. I remember my exposure to that. Right, right. I remember my exposure to the Flying Dog. Right, yeah. Absolutely. Doggy style, where I was yeah. like, wow, you know, this was, you know, probably late 90s. Yeah. You know, which, it doesn't seem like it's that long ago, but it, in beer terms, oh, it's, it, it's a long time ago. <laughs> oh, I know. But in beer terms, terms, it was a long time ago. Absolutely. And, you know, and so, but, you know. Come a long way. Well, right. gentlemen, our time here is almost complete. <laughs> I want to thank Doug for hosting us here at Beer Noggin's location in Mount Kisco, New York, which Always. is located on... 41 South Mosier. If, if, you, you, if you know where the Starbucks is, we're in the pedestrian promenade right next to the Starbucks by the train station. Glad you took that over. I was going to call it an alleyway. It is a promenade. 
Well, let's really focus on calling it a promenade, okay? <laughs> Nobody wants I to will. go drinking in an alley, Jim. And right. thank you it's to a, Joe. It's a pass-through. <laughs> Joe, thank you for sharing these oh. awesome beers yeah, with us. Yeah, these are amazing. Thank yeah. you. Um, Anytime you want to come back and do this. I do. This, I do this like can be monthly. You can do whatever you want to do. All the time. Like I said, I've got plenty of beer to go through. If you guys are thirsty for more, Dana, where can everyone listen to our podcast? Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, uh, CastBox, Google Podcasts, and Radio Public. We'll be talking to you soon. Bye! Bye!